basin in the old bayou and find your favorite fishing pole. Find out where's the next honey hole, only on the top rock fishing show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with fishing and hunting in the area, along with Louisiana, and stories around the USA and the world. And as always, on each Friday, Ricky, we honor these people because they are the reason we're here. Yeah, Tony, we've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, The Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And uh, if you want to give us a call, the area code, you got to dial it, 337-337. The number is 367-1240. That's 367-1240. You can also listen to us online. That's right. Uh, Kane Radio uh, has all their uh, shows online at www.kane1240.com. And you can listen to us anywhere in the world. And if you want to listen to Kane uh, on any accessible Internet device, we're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which this morning is open. And, Rick, uh, as we always begin, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what can you tell me? Tony, I talked to a couple of my buddies. They, they've been fishing outside the past. They, they've been having some good success. Uh, not, not a lot of big specs, but a, a lot of good, good numbers, you know, uh, two two and a half pounds uh good fillet and size spec that's right and uh you know what what you've been hearing about salt water rather you know rather than that tony like i said you got to got to get outside you know i guess one waiting on another big front to come in to, you know to bring some more salt water in but everything seems to be happening right outside the, you know the bay right now you yeah know? just people are looking for clean water clear water i yeah, should say right and clean well, and that's where the specs generally run of course you can always catch a redfish yeah you know the redfish out there whether shark bayou or the cove uh, just uh just they're out there yeah. you know and uh and sipmore point uh, they've really redone sipmore point too oh, yeah, with the nice. beaches in the yeah. areas oh, yeah. and they have a big walkway a long walkway that you can venture out on and even mm-hmm. fish for some areas. So uh, yeah. it's really nice. They've done a good job uh, out there. So if you want to take a little trip out there, it's about a 30-minute ride, you know, right. out to Sitmore Point. To, and uh, I think also, Tony, your, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, your specs is more, they're, they're more looking for the salinity in the water. True. A redfish can almost, well, not almost, they can probably live in brackish water because I have been fishing back behind the Hummel off of the, uh, off of the bay back there, uh-huh. and uh, you know, you throw one time, Tony, catch a redfish. Throw the next time, catch a nice bass. So you know, redfish are are, are more susceptible to uh, brackish water than than uh, speckled trout. And you know, we we talked about that a few weeks ago, where you know, even in the brackish water, people are starting to see sharks. You know, yeah. a, a small variety of sharks, not oh, yeah. sand sharks or whatever the case may be. But yeah. uh, I mean, uh, you see the sharks looking for food. Yeah, a couple of years ago, Tony, a, a young lady and a, a, a guy also had caught a, each a shark. And, you know, it was like a, a month apart, uh, right there below me at Point. That's so, right. I mean, uh, yeah, and I mean that's that's no brackish water there. That's fresh water. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And they, and they can survive. I mean, they they breathe just like uh, through their gills. Yeah. Just like most fish, and uh, they're looking for food, and that's right. that's what they're looking for. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, and Tony, talking about freshwater, before we move on, we yeah. uh, we took a little trip. I sent you some photos, some sure. pictures. Uh, last week, I mean, it was just, it was not to say tremendous, Tony, but it was not, not excellent, but it was close. It, it was a good trip. You know, we had some nice fish. 
we uh, we kept a couple of nice fish, let a lot of big fish go, and uh, you know we, we kept our limit. And over the course of the weekend, we caught some very pretty fish. I'm gonna probably put down in Sherrington this weekend, Tony. Last weekend I put down at Miet Point. We took a little boat ride, and then uh, <clears throat> the basin. I mean, it's it's tremendously ro- low right now, and I noticed on the paper it's flatlining. Yes, you know around four, four point four. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's that's low. Well, it's going to only only work with the tide now. I guess since that storm. You know, it's kind of moved the, the tide or rearranged the tides with all the wind and the current and everything. So, uh, you know, it should be pretty interesting this weekend to see. Uh, I can't, uh, well, yeah, I can't see the water being lower than what it was because it was pretty low last weekend, you know. Well, Rick, when you went out uh, last weekend, what was working for you? Tony, I've been using, I went back to my little, uh, how would you say that? You know, it's been kind of warm, but the season's starting to change. I'm still throwing my plastic. I kind of downsized a little bit. It's called a lug worm. It's put out by Berkeley. I've been doing very well on that. It's uh, I've been blowing, uh, throwing a black with a blue flake, and then uh, watermelon red is is also a good color, you know, for this area. It's it's like a greenish with the with the red spots in it, and uh, that, that those two colors were working real good for me. Would you change, Rick, if you uh, started fishing more in the lakes, meaning Force Point and Dotrieve, or how would your acumen with fishing come along with regards to uh, your, your, what you're fishing with, your bait, and et cetera? Yeah, well, now, you know, the same thing, Tony. It's just it needs to be addressed, and a lot of guys know what I'm talking about. When you, when you come out of uh, Test Lake Canal and you go left or right, it's starting to get extremely shallow. It used to be you'd have a lot of water going to the left side, like you're going to all the camps, but that's also getting shallow. Now, if you're going to the right, like you're going to a big dog leg, and uh, over that away, the, the water is very, very low. And uh, I can only imagine with these north winds, Tony, the, the past few days that the water is probably extremely low, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. we got a caller on the line. Let's see uh, what that caller is about. Good morning, you on Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Well, good morning, gentlemen. This is Marty Harrell, and I have a neophyte question because i'm not a fisher person all right. but i'm certainly interested all right what's okay. your question go uh, ahead my my question is how's the fishing out at the pier at the um bayou carlin cove i hear s- some mixed reports i'm just curious if ricky's been out there and fished the pier there Miss Marty, I would have to say uh, lately I haven't, but you said you, you heard a gentleman telling you or or inquiring about if the fish were biting out there? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm considering getting a little fishing gear and, um, you know, my license and stuff, and I don't have a boat, so I'll have to go where the, you know, where the piers are, and I'm curious if, if, that's, a, if that's a good place to go. Yes, ma'am. i tell you what, uh, I don't know how it's going at the canal at Delcom, Tony, around uh, by the bridge. You, you go around that, that new uh, that new little marina. Well, it's not little, Tony, but no, that, that new marina. Little. Yeah, you go around there, Miss Marty. I would probably go out to fish right there more because what happens, ma'am, that when they peel those uh, shrimp and, and uh, all of the fish congregate right there, and, I mean, they, they catch a lot of fish right there. I don't know if you've ever fished right there. No, I haven't, but like I said, I've heard heard people having pretty good success. Yes, ma'am. I, I, I would probably try that, Miss Morning. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, good. Well, you know, before I go invest money and equipment and stuff, I, I kind of figure I need a nearby place to uh, wet a worm, you know? Yes, ma'am. You're right. 
All right. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for calling. You yeah, have a good weekend. Thanks for calling in. Good uh -huh. luck to you uh, with your fishing prowess. Anyway, thank you, uh, Marty. All right. Anyway, uh, wanting to know uh, oh, yeah. how the fishing's going and all. And, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'd be glad to, to, to give her all the info, you know. You know, Tony, I don't, well, I've never, besides Spanish Lake, uh, years ago before they revamped the lake, you could walk around the edge, and then it used to have a lot of islands. Tony, I don't know if you remember growing I up do. as kids. We, I do. we used to take the boat, and we'd paddle from the bank and get to the island yes. and just get out on the island. And, man, we caught so many fish. You yeah. know, I guess you would call that bank fishing, you know? Yeah, uh, and, and it is, uh, even though you had to get to where you're fishing by boat. But right. there, there are areas, uh, you know, where you can catch fish. Uh, uh, even out at Sipmore Point, you know, if you uh, yeah. just got to find a little clean and water. And you see, Tony, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, what we were just talking about time of year. Okay, I know several spots by the lake that Miss Marnie could go, but it's the time of the year. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Sure. A couple of the spots are springtime spots. I mean, when it's hot, hot, you almost have to get a boat and, and venture out to either deeper water or moving water. In the summertime, your moving water, Tony, is always better because moving water, it doesn't cool, it, it doesn't warm up as fast as, sure. you know, say like a pond. That's like an our pond is better in the fall and the spring because once it gets hot, hot, you know. Yeah. Just like Toledo Bend, unless they're generating a lake. I mean, Toledo Bend can get brutal, Tony, because yeah, but it's, so, it's so daggone hot, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, if I was Miss Marty, though, I, I would get me a little bit of fishing gear, go to local, you know, uh, to one of the local stores and, and get, get a little bit of gear, and I would, I would go try a couple of spots. Like I said, my first spot would probably be right there in Delcom, Tony, because yeah. I hear a lot of people catch a lot of fish right there. Well, you know, and you don't want to go crazy on your equipment and all. Right. Just some inexpensive yeah. stuff. Uh, That's right. Maybe a nice line, a few little baits and all, a tackle box to put them in and uh, go from there. Yeah. But like she said, uh, she's got to acquire a fishing license. And you do that online. Yeah. It's pretty easy oh, in yeah, that regard. Yeah. So, uh, You're right. Uh, good luck to you, and uh, hopefully you can find uh, some fish. Now and you know, might get hooked too. <clears throat> that's right. If we would have thought, Tony, and if Miss Marty's listening, there's uh, what is that Gerard Park? Which one they just stocked all the catfish in? Yeah, one uh, in Youngsville too. And okay, so you see, that wouldn't be yeah, bad. You know, catfish. get you some shrimp or some worms. And I tell you what, for catfish, I probably go worms over shrimp because. Every time I go brim fishing, guess what? You catch a few uh, yeah. catfish. Oh, yeah. And I'm brim fishing. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's how it works. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, though, Miss Marty. Anyway, uh, Ricky, I want to bring this up uh, before we go to a break. Uh, we've got, still got about six or seven minutes before our break. But uh, the Gulf of Mexico's largest coral sanctuary faces extreme threat, now, and that's mystifying the scientists. There's a disease that's killing off more than 90% of the coral out there in the Flower Garden. You were telling and, me that. Yeah. And uh, the scientists working uh, this month in the Flower Garden Nas uh, Banks National Marine Sanctuary, it's off the coast of Louisiana and Texas, and uh, it's spotted corals, uh, the tall tail white leaf, associated with the stony coral tissues uh, uh, lost disease and the sanctuary ecologists they raced to get the word out while the disease hadn't been confirmed uh, there's an ecologist uh, that said that uh, uh, all the coral experts she's consulted are 90% sure that the New Orleans size sanctuary is now infected it's about 100 miles from the Louisiana Texas line okay. and the flower garden includes uh, the northernmost coral reefs in the continental United States and it's one of the few places in the Gulf that uh, 
off limits is to commercial fishing, oil and gas exploration too. Oh, okay. And if you ever been out there, it's something they say to see. It's, yeah, they say it's, it is. And the call yeah. comes up to about sixty feet or so yeah. to the water. You know the right. the top of the water. Yeah. It's a, it's rich, really fragile calls which grow in a mire of shapes and sizes, and a, it's a haven for a wild range of marine life, including manta rays, dolphins, uh, okay. sea turtles, yeah. a variety of fish, and the vibrant colors of, uh, found only among the corals to commercially imported species like the grouper and the snapper and all. And uh, Tony, it's got to be, okay, they would say instead of clear water, it's got to be blue, which is oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard, gorgeous to, it's hard to fathom that it's clearer than, than clear water, but it's, it's so blue that, you know, it's, it's almost... You could probably see what fifty, sixty, hundred feet down. Oh, it's you, yeah, yeah. You can see a good ways. Right. That's right. It's so clear out there. And yeah. it, it, like I said, it's a hundred miles or more out. Yeah, and it stretches pretty, uh, pretty wide too. So, the disease appearance comes at a high point for the flower garden banks, and which nearly tripled in size last year, growing from fifty-six to one hundred sixty square miles this year. Marks its thirty years since the sanctuary was founded in ninety-two. And while the flower banks garden is infected areas were limited this week to small patches. Hundreds of coral colonies have begun to lose their color and showed early signs of tissue disintegration. So uh, it's something you got to keep an eye on. And not much is known about this particular <clears throat> disease. Scientists right. are still debating whether it's viral, bacterial, or a potent mix of the two. Uh, the warming ocean waters weaken the coral defenses while amping up the relatively docile marine diseases. Okay. Worsening situation of pollution, fishing, and other human activities, which tend to <clears throat> coincide with the sicker corals. But uh, uh, there is some hope that the disease would stay out of the flower garden banks. Anyway, uh, sanctuary divers uh, first found the brain and star corals with the stony coral disease symptoms during a routine research that ended uh, a few weeks ago, September 2nd. No coral illnesses were observed during a similar mission in the same area just a week earlier. Anyway, the sanctuary created a plan for responding to this disease and training from Florida Atlantic University's Harbor Branch Oceanography Institute. Uh, basically, uh, the sanctuary staff are mounting an essential uh, medical response uh, for the corals. Man, that'd be really sad, Rick, if a beautiful place yeah. like this, well, and if you've ever been out there, now you've got to want to go there. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice trip. Right. And if a boat doing 30 miles an hour is going to take you almost three <laughs> hours to get out there well, or more. Right. So, uh, and it's spread out pretty far. So, uh, Anyway, the, the sanctuary can't easily tap into federal emergency funds that are typically for all spills and other human causes of disasters, which the sanctuaries kind of probably enlist a lot of volunteer divers to assist with the treatments. And while there is optimistic uh, about curbing the spread of the disease before it gets a foothold in the sanctuary, effective treatments uh, of wildlife diseases are rare. And uh, chronic waste and disease in deer. We've well, talked about was, that, you know. You just read my mind. I was thinking about that, yeah. Yeah, the white nose uh, syndrome in uh, bats, the uh, avian flu, there are a few yeah. examples of outbreaks in birds and also. And Tony, you uh, kind of wonder, when well, we had all those storms last year, the year before, yeah, is that yeah. got to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, you wonder gotta, if that comes into play, too, yeah. you know, spreading pollution and right. all around. Spreading uh, that, and then, you know, the, the water heats up, and then, you know, well, with the fall coming, hopefully, you know, if, if the water, when there's no doubt, it's going to chill down some. But you still got the maybe that'll help you know and you still got the dead a zone dead out zone. there yeah. that's that's growing and shrinking and yeah. growing so it's about 3,500 square miles now below louisiana yeah anyway another added precaution small colonies of highly successful uh, coral species are being collected 
and sent to uh, scientists in Galveston, which uh, is functioning to sort out the ark for the region's imperiled corals, right. keeping tanks and, and the given daily care so the coral and the descendants could one day be used to repopulate the areas decimated there by the go. disease. So, uh, get it figured out. Boy, you're not kidding, yeah. man. Uh, so good luck to them. Uh, anyway, before I take our break, uh, the Louisiana, you know, we talked about the National Hunting and Fishing Day. Yeah. Uh, of course, with a two-year absence, they had thousands of people that attended these uh, events all over the state. They had 800 people show up in Baton Rouge, 70 youth participated uh, in activities uh, also at the Woodworth Shooting uh, uh, Range. More than 2,000 attendees uh, were active in this uh, with archery and 3D air rifles, fishing, yeah. catfish, brim, large Woodworth. Bass. I know I've that's over in Baton Rouge, uh, the Woodworth okay. area, so range. Yeah. And then another 750 people showed up at uh, Black Bayou Lake uh, up in Monroe and, uh, you know, shooting archery, uh, live animals, frog catching pond, outdoor ex- exhibitors, uh, door prizes, bait casting, BB gun shooting. Uh, <laughs> and a fourth event was held at the Boca- Bodco uh, Wildlife Management Area in Houghton. That's up there around Shreveport. More okay. than 1,100 people attended. Uh, so it's really active. Well, that's a good, good, good program, yeah, you know. Th- thousands of people. Anyway, uh, hopefully uh, – the National Hunting and Fishing Day. Hopefully we can get something down here, you know, in the Lafayette uh, area. And it was established in the 70s. Since then, every fourth Saturday in September is dedicated to the Louisiana's popular outdoor pastimes. The, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries introduced the first event in 1982 up in Monroe. In the following years, additional locations were added to the roster. And before the pandemic, more than 10,000 people statewide would attend these celebrations and establishing it as the department's largest free public event. And, boy, I wish the department could find an area here for that event, uh, Rick. That yeah. would be really nice be for nice. us, You're too. right, brother. So, yes, sir. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take our first break this morning. You're listening to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Yep. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. 
Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256 5783. That's 256-5783. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack and on Sunday, 5th edition plays after the Saints game from 1 to 5. The Saints play at 830 and the Quarter Tavern will be serving breakfast by R3. Donations accepted to benefit St. Jude's. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has it covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry and now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to the Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And uh, maybe, Miss Marty, uh, get aboard on a free fishing course. Uh, uh, and apparently, apparently, the experiment worked so well last month in Baton Rouge that the state and wildlife fisheries is continuing fishing course series with offerings in Walker, New Orleans, Homa, Lake Charles, and Natchitoches, uh, including in the new beginner catfishing course uh, at three of those locations. And best of all, the courses are free. Uh, true, it's most what will be taught for beginners. This is a two hours for all ages and genders. Anyone 16 and older is invited to attend. Just uh, know if you're 18 or older, you must have a ba- Louisiana basic fishing license. Classes are limited. Each class will be open to about tw- 10 to 20 students. Project manager Chris Connor says the curriculum will be fast-paced and geared toward educating adults in order for them to guide children during their fishing portion of the program. He said the catfishing sessions will be geared towards those with the basic fishing knowledge and will emphasize uh, species identification, basic fish behavior, proper fishing handling, tackle, basic rigging, and bait selection. It will be followed by an hour of fishing and wildlife fishery staff. Even better, tackle will be provided, although anglers are urged to bring their own rods and reels. The complete schedule along with the hunter education and boater education courses are listed on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. So that's something that, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you might want to consider uh, if you're a beginner fisherman, want to learn a little bit about it. So uh, heads off to you. Elsewhere, deer seasons. Boy, that's getting ready to get go to, yeah, Rick. Not, I haven't seen the four wheelers like I used to see. But uh, anyway, the doves in the north zone ended on the 25th of September, and it's closed in the south zone since then. Teal statewide ended on the 25th also. Also, the first splits for rails and uh, gallinules uh, also. Deer and special uh, through uh, today, uh, September 30th, in deer areas 3, 7, 8, and 10 in you hunters. The youth and honorably discharged veterans only, though. Deer and archery, October 1st to the 15th. Bucks only. State deer areas 5, 6, and 9. Then October 16th to the February 15th. Deer and archery, October 1st to January 31st. And state deer areas 1, 2, and 4. And I know I'm giving these sections out, but the deer hunters uh, know those areas. You need to pull it up on the map to be certain. Rabbits and squirrels uh, tomorrow, October 1st to February 28th. And private lands only. And the deer special from October 8th to the 14th, state deer areas 2, youth and honorably discharged veterans only. Uh, Deer and primitive weapons, October 8th to the 14th, and deer areas 3, 7, 8, and 10. And deer archery through January 15th, and the state deer areas 3, 7, 8, and 10. 
Uh, of course, the lottery hunts and, of course, uh, the deadline today for the state wildlife fisheries waterfowl uh, hunts on the Sherburne Wildlife Management Area for the disabled general and ages uh, 10 to 17 hunts on Bayou Pierre Wildlife Management. Also, uh, you need to go to the website application. Of course, it's two $5 fees So for you people. Anyway, elsewhere, fishing uh, and shrimping, uh, of course, the closed seasons on uh, the red snapper, greater amberjack, and the great triggerfish uh, and the red grouper. All right. Uh, opening recreational seasons on lane, blackfin, queen, and silk snappers, along with winchmen, along with snapper species and all groupers, except closed for Goliath and Nassau groupers in federal waters. And the shrimp fall inshore season is open. And uh, some updates on the uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife uh, areas. Uh, just uh, you need to look at that. But they still have drawdowns underway in Lake Bruin, Lake Martin, and Spring Bayou, Rick. Lake Martin is still drawing down? Yeah, they still are. So I don't, have I you been over that way lately, Tony? I, I, passed, been... by, I passed by uh, earlier this week, but okay. I didn't get down and okay. look around and all. But uh, all right. uh, the, the action over there is uh, as the drawdowns go on. So uh, Also, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife wants to remind hunters and the public to use precautions when preparing, handling, harvested wildlife and uh uh, they just want you to be sure of this, you know, it's uh, hunters and the public should also be aware of the highly uh, pathogenic uh, avian influenza, basically bird flu. Yeah. Uh, and this flu has been discovered in Louisiana this year, but has been reported in 46 states, including Texas and Mississippi. And uh, routinely, the Louisiana Wildlife uh, Fisheries investigates report of sick or dead bird events in large numbers are impacted. And while this virus is loaded risk to humans, it's important to avoid contact with those sick birds and all. So mindful, do not handle or eat sick game, field dress, and prepare your game outdoors or in well-ventilated areas. Wear rubble and disposable gloves while handling and cleaning. When done handling a game, wash hands thoroughly with soap or disinfectant, clean knives, equipment, and surfaces while exposed to game with hot soapy water and a 10% bleach solution. Do not eat, drink, or consume tobacco products while handling these animals. All games should be thoroughly cooked. Uh, to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit, avoid contact with surfaces that appear to be contaminated with feces from wild birds or domestic birds, and waterfowl hunters should adhere to these guidelines. So, folks, they just uh, want you to be safe and protected in that, yep. in that regard. Just be careful. You're right. Also, they're going to have a wood duck uh, hunting seminar in Baton Rouge on November 5th. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife uh, will hold that event. Uh, the du- Wood Duck Hunting 101 will be held from 9 a.m. to noon at the Waddell uh, Wildlife Refuge at 4142 North Flannery Road in Baton Rouge. And the seminar covers all types of things, proper equipment needed, firearm selection rules, regulations, outdoor navigation, hunting uh, opportunities. They also include outdoor teaching sessions on the property to discuss proper hunting techniques. And I know you've told me many times, uh, boy, you see the wood ducks out there in the basin and also uh, even in the lakes. I've seen a bunch, Tony, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, last weekend we uh, – we were taking a little trip down to GA, and not just about everywhere you look, but, you know, in, in those woodies, they know that, that hunting season is, is, is near, and it's uh, there's a certain little area, Tony, I guess it's the way the fly zone is, but every time I go to there, I mean, it's it's not loaded with woodies, but there there's always a bunch there. Yeah, that, and it's uh, and, uh, that's a beautiful bird. It is yeah. a beautiful bird. Oh, you yeah. see these paintings and artist renditions oh, yeah. of them. I mean, it is a pretty bird. I was going to bring up. I had found an article late. I wanted to review it uh, uh, about the species, uh, the bobwhite, the quail. 
Yeah. And uh, I wanted to talk about that. And, and the article kind of hit on a little bit that they're, they're starting to see the quail kind of disappear from this area, too. So well, it's something I'd like to talk about. I'm going to bring it up next week. We've got a little okay. more time. There too. you go. Okay. Anyway, also, uh, our bad boy of the week, agents cited a subject for close season of squirrel hunting right next door in Lafayette Parish. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents cited a subject for allegedly hunting violations in Lafayette Parish on September 20th. Uh, agents cited a 34-year-old of Doucin for hunting squirrels during the cold season. The Doucin Police Department detained the alleged for discharging a firearm within the city limits. That's a no-no right there. And Doucin Police Department then made contact with the department uh, agents uh, about illegally harvesting squirrels. Senior agent arrived on the scene, found a person in possession of uh, squirrels, all falsies for squirrels that opened until tomorrow. This is 10 days ago. Agent sees the squirrels and uh, hunting squirrels during the close season, carries a fine of 250 to $500 and up to 90 days in jail. The culprit may also uh, face civil restitution for the replacement of the value of the illegally taken squirrels, Rick. Hmm. So, uh, not good. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, if you want to hunt, man. It's so easy to go to the website and see what the dates are yeah. and where you're going to be. And, or you know uh, somebody that knows yeah, the website. And, Tony know, and 30, say, yeah. No, dude, hunting season ain't, it's 10 days from now, yeah. you know. You know. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah. I mean, it's easy to look at. Why Right. Why you put yourself in this predicament, yeah. you know, when uh, you can basically uh, uh, find out what's uh, yeah. to be done. And, and apparently he had a few squirrels. Yeah. And, you know, it's anyway. And uh, yes. I've eaten squirrel a few times. It's I just don't want to fight all those little bones. <laughs> yeah. And then yes. you got to be when you clean them, right. the glands in them oh, and yeah. all. So, uh, yes, sir. Anyway, I got a couple of buddies used to love to eat squirrels. Yep. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the tides today, Friday, uh, today, the last day of September, folks. Uh, it's yep. 2022. It's yeah, rushing. Clicking, clicking right on, along. Yeah, clicking along. Anyway, the sun rose right at 7 a.m. and sunset is at 655 this evening. Uh, the high and low tide chart, the first low tide was at 12.52 this morning. The next low tide will be at one uh, twelve this afternoon. High tide, the first high tide was at 4.07 this morning. The next high tide at 10.22 tonight. Tomorrow, the 1st of October, the sun's going to rise at 7.01, set at 6.53. But those daylight hours shrinking. are shrinking yeah. all the time. In the high and low tide chart, we can see the only low tide of the day will be at 2.10 p.m. On Sunday, the 2nd of October, the sun will rise in Southwest Pass at 7.02 and set at 6.52. In the high and low tide chart, we can see the high tide will be at 12.04 a.m. right after midnight, and the low tide will be at 3.19 p.m. That's Sunday afternoon. Average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, it's coming down just a little bit, 79 degrees, oh, yeah. right? Well, yeah. As it's come down. Yeah, uh, a few from degrees there. from 82, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway. Uh, as always, Rick, we want to thank these people for allowing us to be here each you, Friday. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.